0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Formula Scout podcast, home to the latest news, features, and opinion columns about junior single-seater racing. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Philip Deans, the inaugural champion of the Road to Indy E-Series. Obviously, eSports is taking a a major role in the motorsport sphere at the moment, and Formula Scout is right at the front of that, covering all of the major series, and uh, hopefully being integrated into a few of them ourselves. Sorry, simulator racing for several years now. Yeah, I have been,
1: um, I actually started in like 2000, When I, mean, I guess you could say when I was like three, but I got like my own sim in 2012, and that's where I met like a lot of people like Brain uh, Neves or Andre Castro, like, like them, we all kind of grew up <clears throat> playing together on, on the sim.
0: And I imagine that wasn't racing at first, that was more of the kind of, Arcade games, or, or where you kind of pro on the sim straight away.
1: Yeah, we we first started with kart racing pro because that's what we all did. We raced cards. so we played a lot of like karting sim. But we also we did play iRacing racing pretty early on. We weren't very good, but you know, as we got older, we got better.
0: Yeah, and and has iRacing racing changed much over the years since you started playing it?
1: Yeah, I mean. They're always putting out updates, and it it seems to just be getting better and better as time goes. Which is kind of cool, because usually you know you don't see that in games. It's just the game comes out, and it just kind of goes downhill. But iRacing has been out for ten plus years, and it's just getting better and better.
0: Mm. And and do they take kind of driver feedback for developing the software, or does it just like yeah, an, an update have, comes?
1: They they usually have real drivers developing the cars before they come out.
0: Hmm. And have you driven circuits on, on iRacing and then gone to the real circuit and kind of been amazed by how similar they are?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they laser scan the track, so it's pretty much identical unless there's something new at the track. Hmm.
0: So obviously this year you're entering Indy Pro 2000. Yeah, I know. Um, and do you have the budget to compete for the full season yet?
1: Not right now. I have a sponsor that's looking to help for the full season. He says he's getting close to it. Mm.
0: And, and do you think boat. Do you think kind of your iRacing yeah. exploits have helped with that to, to get that money in?
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit. Kind of just getting my name out there, people kind of seeing what I can really do, I guess, when we have an equal playing
0: field. And obviously, you've been using the older Indy Pro car on iRacing for the E Series. They, they are planning to introduce the current car, though, aren't they?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to come, I, I want to say, in a couple months, a month or two.
0: Mm. And has there been kind of driver engagement on that? Have they been reaching out to, to you guys who race it to, to to help on that?
1: No, um, we would have to reach out to them. Fair enough. To, we would have to reach out to them to try and get that. I don't get like an early access to the car, maybe try and give
0: them some feedback. Mm. And and looking that, but, you know. yeah, looking back at the, the E-Series, which obviously the second one's being launched now as well, uh, were you quite, I wouldn't say cautious, but did you expect it to be treated as seriously as it was when you, you first kind of put your name down for it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of was. I was expecting it to be pretty serious because it's Road to Indy. Mm. So I I didn't think it was gonna be like that like the paints and everything they went all out, but I was I was I was definitely expecting something good from them and I wasn't let down It was definitely a good series. I'm looking forward to the next one too. It's gonna be they've selected an interesting It has an interesting schedule. It's gonna be definitely a very open open playing field for the the championship
0: Hmm and kind of what's probably been the the biggest surprise to me with this e-series is the fact you had the team bosses in there and the indie lights drivers versus you guys and the usf 2000 drivers so how have you found that having these vastly different levels of experience on the same grid
1: you don't really notice it because i feel like the ladder system kind of shows it doesn't people like to think that as the drivers get almost like I guess as they age they get better and better and better but it doesn't matter what series you're in if you have that pace then you're gonna have that pace I want to say you know for the rest of your life pretty much.
0: And obviously the IndyCar teams have had their whole like engineering crews behind them have you had any kind of engineers or spotters etc helping you while you've been racing?
1: No, I've just been going there on my own and laying down some laps.
0: Yeah, uh, and what what's your current setup like, um, hardware-wise?
1: I have the Husingfeld rig and pedals, probably the best pedals, some of the best pedals you can get on the market. Um, so the Simicube Two Pro wheelbase, and then uh, oh, um. cube controls wheel yeah
0: Hmm. and how much of a difference do you think having like the top end equipment makes compared to the kind of cheaper range stuff so it's
1: a pretty big difference actually i think the thing that having a nice setup really helps with is getting that last bit of time out of the car like with any sim setup, if you get comfortable with it, you can definitely lay down quick laps. But there's just that last little bit of time that you can't get out with brake, brake release, and just feeling the car really well with the nice equipment. It just helps you just push as hard as you can without making mistakes that are really easy to make on a sim. Let's say with worse equipment.
0: Mm. And what are the kind of mistakes that? are very common in sims because i imagine you don't get as much feedback as in a a real car obviously
1: yeah well let's say like in real life you drove off the track and be like i don't know put put two tires off and you hit like a bump or something you could still probably bring it back fairly easy and the thing is is in iRacing you're pushing a little bit harder than you would in real life just because you can with no consequence and if you go wide and let's say like you would hit a bump The grass or something you would just lose it instantly Mm. i think that's one of the bigger mistakes a lot of people make and with the nicer setup you can kind of judge judge like where you're going to be exiting the corner or you can kind of prevent stuff like that from happening
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously there's a, a tiny delay always in the kind of the internet side uh sometimes it least to netcode errors but do, do you notice kind of delays occasionally in like your your inputs and the the car's movements
1: no not really i mean if your setup wasn't good you would definitely notice it like if you just bought a computer from like i don't know best buy or something you know and, and threw it on and played iRacing you would definitely notice a big struggle but I don't really notice notice anything
0: Hmm. and apart from the kind of the junior single seater cars what other cars do you race on iracing regularly or just drive
1: almost all of them honestly i'll just get on there with my friends and if we're kind of fed up with whatever we've been racing we'll just look look around see if there's anything fun and we'll just hop in and have some fun. I've been doing a lot of um, F3 just because there's a, a fixed setup series that I just do a lot because it's easy, they're short races and they're easy to gain an reading But I've been doing a lot of Rallycross recently with uh, Christian Brooks.
0: Mm. And I, I guess you can learn a lot from Rallycross as well because of how, how very different the car handles to a uh, Very grippy single-seater car. Um, Yeah, and it kind of takes your mind
1: off of it too. You know, you've just been so stressed, putting in hot laps in a Pro Mazda for like three days straight, getting ready for a race. Mm. That you just hop in rallycross and you can kind of just you know have fun and you don't have to take it seriously.
0: Hmm. How many hours would you say per week would go into preparation for one specific event, whether that be like the F3R Americas or? The road to indie esports?
1: I definitely put the most preparation to the, the road to indie one because that's my series. I think, let's see, a couple of hours, I don't know, mean, like six hours of practice.
0: Mm. And is that a kind of like a preferred, um, oh, i how would to say this, like, is there a kind of preferred time of day or set of conditions that you like to practice in, like removing all distractions or? are you happy to just be eating etc while you're putting the laps in
1: yeah it's just i mean it it doesn't really matter i just like to uh you know get used to the track and and work on being consistent because that's most important in iRacing is being able to lay down a quick lap and then just repeating it over and over and over and that's something that's really hard to do on iRacing compared to maybe let's say real life because on iRacing if you want to be fast and consistent, it's honestly harder than real life to be able to really just be on the edge of a a car that you can't feel as well,
0: to Hmm. say like a real car. So it's obviously a a bonus for the real driving side, so would you openly encourage more of your competitors to to get into the iRacing and eSports side, or kind of not tell them about it and that it's a very useful tool and you don't want to give your opposition Anything to make them stronger?
1: Well, I mean... They, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> some people don't believe in the sim. some... ...do. I I think it helps. However much it helps, it helps in, in certain ways, I think. And I think... ...being able to, you know, at least win this championship kind of gives me this boost, heading into hitting into uh, the real season because it's been a while now since I've won, I guess, a race in real life. So that's kind of that feeling that I've been missing. So I think it's going to help me just
0: really want get, to get that win again. Mm. And, and looking back at last year and years before that in, in Indy Pro and Pro Mazda, how do you feel they've gone and how much of it was down to being with you know, slightly smaller teams compared to, to RP when it came to results? Well, I think
1: most of it, for sure. I mean, just the thing with, like, you know, when I raised some Fab Boys, it was a great group of guys, for sure, but they just lacked that experience that, let's say, you know, someone like Ghost or RP or maybe Exclusive would have to help give you that car. And we got it right a couple of times, like uh, in Indy, qualified in third. But you know, we got involved in an incident in the first corner, so that kind of ruined the chances. But Toronto was also really good as well. I think we would have had two top fives there, for sure. But, you know, just mechanical problems, like little things here and there, kind of hindered us.
0: Mm. And, uh, and you've done some GT racing as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've done twelve hours of Silverstone, and I've done um, international GT Open at Barcelona, just one
0: weekend. Oh, so uh, how fun was that? And is that something you're kind of looking at doing again? The the GT stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't mind. You know, hopping back into a GT car. It's, it's very different, especially kind of having a you know the Formula car career coming from go kart straight into the Formula cars, and never really getting that car experience. Like, I work at Seca, so I have track my BMW around the track, but it's it's not really the same thing as driving a GT car, you know? Hmm. And I think the, the biggest shock to me in GT cars was the racing. Like, the start of the race, these guys are animals. Like, they will hit you. They will, like, do anything they can to gain positions in the start. And that kind of rattled me on my first race start. I was like, wow, these guys are... Aggressive.
0: <laughs> hmm. And is there skills you could take from your GT appearances back into single-seaters? Like, did that was that a very good learning experience for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. I
1: think I think if a driver goes and drives a new car and finds pace in it, and you know, gets something from it, I think it's experience you'll take forever. And I think more cars you drive the faster you'll be able to adapt to something else you have to drive you now
0: hmm uh, and obviously there's other kind of invitational series in the eSports sphere and on iRacing there's GT series and obviously the IndyCar one as well would you be interested in competing in them or at least kind of trying to get in contact with teams to see if you can show off your skills in their cars as well
1: yeah I mean I wish yeah. well I'm sorry what was the question if if I want do
0: well Indycar, say like sports, do you know if there's a way you can get into the the IndyCar challenge for Saturday yeah. I kind of
1: wish that they they would have reached out to me you know because I was the champion yeah. so I was kind of expecting you know like a, at least like a one off but I haven't really heard anything so mm. maybe I have to try and, I have to try and get in there because uh- I I honestly think that if I did the Indy Car race I could I could definitely be up front competing with those guys like I think I could have taken it to Lando Norris at Coda.
0: Have. Mm. have you raced against Lando or Max or, you know, like any of those guys on, on I racing before?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've raced against Lando Norris a couple of times. Um raced against Rudy Van Buren, if you know who that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know Rudy. He actually coached me um in State Anfort.
1: I was testing the Porsche Cup and before I went to Silverstone to do the 12 hours I went to his sim shop and he coached me at Zandvoort and Silverstone to get ready it was pretty cool and he, we were like going going back and forth you know like usually if we, he was coaching someone he'd just let them drive but I was already up to pace so we kind of just had this like one on one match at his sim shop it was pretty fun hmm.
0: how, how did the 12 hour deal come about? because obviously a a large endurance race like that's got you know quite a big deal
1: yeah we ended up winning so it was good my it was it was definitely the craziest race of my career it was raining on and off 12 hours straight you never really knew which tire was going to be faster and when it was really pouring down i was in um, in a class, I don't remember the name of the class. There was. It was basically like a GT. If, if this makes sense, a GT3 and a half class. Yeah. It was like the cars that weren't GT3 cars, but were faster than GT4. And when it was raining, I was quicker than the whole GT3 field. Because I was in a. This, like, modified Porsche Cup car, and it just handled so well in the rain.
0: Mm. Is there because um, obviously those cars are very. I know I know the kind of mo- modified ones you, you're on about. Is there a way within iRacing of tweaking, kind of engine power uh, and those kinds of factors to see how a car would handle in, in different ways.
1: Um, no, not really. But there is a weight, like um, like a balance option add weight to the car mm. I never really do it but you could if you wanted to maybe try like having a Porsche car with extra weight or something
0: yeah uh, and can you do like a uh, an actual 12 hour stint on, on iRacing is that possible yeah yeah you
1: can do real day time if you really wanted you can just sit down and drive for 12 hours
0: yeah uh, and have you had like a uh I guess, any occasions where you've been completely in the in the game or in the sim and then missed something important because you were so immersed in putting in the laps?
1: Yeah, one time I ran out of fuel because I was um, trying to run someone down and I missed my stop and I ran out of fuel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and I guess looking ahead to the the second road to the esports series, and then eventually when real racing gets going ahead, now you've won the title, you have kind of got nothing left to prove. So, what's your main, I guess, aim, and uh, what are you, what you want to get out of the second series, and then obviously, what's the aim going into the actual series once the real racing gets going again? Well, for the
1: second series, I just wanna you know. Do the best I can. It's going to be a whole different ball game for sure. I saw Laguna Le- Six on the schedule, so I definitely want to win that one. But the oval races are kind of new to me. I've done, I only did Luke Soil last year. So I've got a little bit of oval experience, but I've done some on racing, so i got to practice a little bit more for them. Maybe do some hop in some oval races before. But yeah, that's going to be going to be interesting but I would like to come out on top a few times maybe you know fighting for the championship again and in real life kind of the same thing just give it my all uh you know drive as hard as I can you know get the best results that I can be fighting for podiums wins Mm. be the best that I can
0: Uh, and who would you see as kind of your, your main rivals in the the real world going into the 2020 season proper
1: thing that comes to mind would be Braden Aves. We've been friends for a long time and I don't know how good of a driver he is and we definitely kind of had this little rivalry going on in, in the Road Indy Series this year, or, or the E-Series the e I guess. And I think we're going to continue that going on. Mm. Maybe see a, a rivalry going to IndyCar, who knows.
0: Yeah, another great one to follow, <laughs> the ones of the last few years. Yeah. And have you got any, like, education commitments as well? Or is it just racing and working at Laguna that, that kind of occupies your time? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean,
1: looking at working a little bit more at Laguna with different, with different, um, you know, instructing jobs. Maybe just getting a little bit more money here and there. Getting mm. my own life, I guess my own life on, on track. As well as, you know, still getting my dream in at the same time.
0: Mm. Did, did, then, did you have to kind of like audition for the Laguna Seca job? Like, how do, you, how do you get a job like that?
1: It wasn't actually that hard. I'm racing road to Indy. That's already a pretty high caliber series, so I just emailed them. I'm racing road to Indy. Uh, live 10 minutes from Laguna Seca, and that's good for them because they don't have to pay for hotel, travel, all that kind of stuff. So that's already a hassle taken off. And they're like, he's got experience, so you're hired Mm. but I work at Albert Racing School and I think that we have the best the best uh, formula car program in the United States for sure